Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the I Can Do podcast with Benjamin Lee. We're here to talk about tips and strategies to have an I Can Do mindset. Life is what you put into it. Get the most you can. Here's your host, Benjamin Lee. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Today is a very special day. Love is in the air. Today is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you. You know, I can remember when I was in grade school how important Valentine's Day really was. If I did not get a card or a letter or whatnot, I always felt really disappointed. So I hope you have a great day today. Today is always a big day. We know that it's a man-made holiday where couples remind each other that they really love them. So my question to you is, how do you express your love to your spouse? Now, while it's good to focus on one another today, it's even better for married couples to focus on each other every day. Last week in one of our Bible studies at our congregation, one of our pastors taught on marriage and talked about commitment. Now, sadly, many people today often are saying in their marriages, I don't when it comes to marriage. And yet as Christians, we need to say I do. Yet even Christians struggle with commitment and following through with what we say we will do when we get married. And so I want to talk a little bit about the language of love. As we think about Valentine's Day, and I'm going to share some scriptures. What you hear in the background here is me turning to my Bible, and I want to read some scriptures scriptures to you this morning from the Holy Word of God. I want us to talk about words as we talk about the language of love. In Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 21, the Bible says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. You see, words are powerful. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 29, the Apostle Paul reminded the saints of what they were to put on and what they were to put off, and he spoke about speech. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 29, Paul said, Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification, according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. So our words, our speech is so critical when it comes to our spouses, how we communicate, what we say and how we say it and what we don't say really becomes a big deal. Paul spoke about love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. While this passage is often used in marriage, in a marriage ceremony, first and foremost is talking about brothers and sisters in Christ, and yet there is application for us as husbands and wives. Paul said, love is patient. Love is kind and is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant, does not act unbecomingly, it does not seek its own, is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth, 
bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. That's the power of love. And that's what love really looks like. So what might this look like in our language as we talk about the language of love? Well, we certainly must have patience and humility and kindness as we communicate to one another as husbands and wives. So I want to share with you what a wife wants to hear or what a wife needs to hear from her husband, what a husband needs to hear from his wife. Now, you may not agree with every single point that I'm going to make, and that's okay, But the point that I want you to see is that our speech really does matter. You see, what's not okay is treating our spouses poorly. What's not okay is belittling our spouses and being unkind to them. So what does a wife need to hear from her husband? Are you ready? You may want to take some notes. All right, here we go. Number one, here's what a wife wants to hear from her husband. She wants to hear her husband say to her, I am committed to you. This is what a woman needs to hear and wants to hear. This is one of the points one of our pastors made in the marriage class that I attended last week. And it's a great thing to say to one another where you look your woman, you look your wife in the eyes and you say, I'm only committed to you. The Song of Solomon, a book that we often neglect What we find here, this love story between a man and a woman, the bride and the groom, the husband and the wife. In Song of Solomon, chapter 2 and verse 16, the woman says to her her husband or groom, my beloved is mine and I am his. You see, there's commitment there. And women need to know that their husbands are committed to them. In Genesis chapter 2, we are reminded that in the beginning, God created man and woman In marriage, when a man says, I do, when a woman says, I do, they are now one flesh. So trust in a marriage is everything. A reminder of one's commitment on a regular basis will protect us from thinking about divorce at all. Tell your wife, I am committed to you. Then demonstrate that in your actions. Now, I will freely confess, I have not always demonstrated that to my wife. Recently, we've been talking about commitment, and there were two occasions when I was preaching in Southeast Texas, when when my wife had to go to the ER, the hospital, and I had to make a decision about whether or not I was going to continue to teach a Bible class or preach that morning or be with my wife. Well, I actually chose teaching and preaching that morning, both of those mornings. And in hindsight, I don't think that was the best idea because that really hurt my wife. And when she was receiving the news while she's in a hospital bed that I just decided that I would go ahead and preach and then come to the hospital, well, that showed her something about me. And that's something that I have to work on and something that has stuck with me and something I've been reminded of as well. You see, our words also have to match our actions. So when we say that I'm committed to you, when you say that to your wife, she also has to see the action so that she believes it to be true. What a wife wants to hear from her husband, I am committed to you. Number two, she needs to hear and wants to hear, I value you. I value you. This is what a husband needs to tell her wife. Our wives need to know that we value them, that they do so much for the family. In Proverbs chapter 31, that amazing woman that we read about in Proverbs chapter 31, remember what the Bible says here in verse number 10. I'm going to turn and look at my Bible here in Proverbs chapter 31. And verse number 10, 
An excellent wife who can find for her worth is far above jewels. We need to understand the worth of our wives, that they are valuable indeed. In fact, the woman in Proverbs 31, listen to what her husband said to her in verses 28 and 29. Her children rise up and bless her, her husband also, and he praises her saying, many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. I see our wives need to be reminded of this as well. They're not the dishwasher. They are not the cook. They are not the homeschool teacher. They are the woman that we said I do to. And while they may do these things, first and foremost, they are our wives. We are one flesh. That's what a wife needs to hear from her husband. I'm committed to you, number one. I value you, number two. And number three, I desire you. It's good to remind our wives that we desire them from a physical standpoint. Look, the Song of Solomon is a great book where the husband no doubt loved this woman. How beautiful, he said in chapter 4 and verse 1, you are my darling. How beautiful you are. Your eyes are like doves behind your veil. Your hair is like a flock of goats. Now, you may need to read this story and know it, but you may not want to quote it exactly, okay? They have descended from Mount Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of newly shorn ooze which have come up from their washing, all the which bears, bear twins. And not a one among them has lost her young. Your lips are like a scarlet thread and your mouth is lovely. Your temples are like a slice of a pomegranate behind your veil. Your neck is like the Tower of David built with rows of stones. Your two breasts are like two fawns, twins of a gazelle which feed among the lilies. Check that out. He's saying, look, I really want you. I desire you. And while the sexual relationship is good, well, things do change in the process of time. We should desire our wives in the sense of wanting to be with our wives. You see, our bodies will change over time. And there has to be this emotional connection when it comes to our spouse. You see, in chapter 2, remember in chapter 2, in verse number 10, The man says to the woman, my beloved responded and said to me, arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come along, for behold, the winter is gone. The rain is over and gone. The flowers have already appeared in the land. The time has arrived for pruning the vines, and the voice of the turtle dove has been heard in our land. The fig tree has ripened its figs, and the vines and blossom have given forth their fragrance. Arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come along. The man wanted to be with this woman, and he wanted to be with her in every season. He wanted her to to come along. And that's something that our wives want to hear, that we desire them. This kind of love language, that will go a long way. And we can express it through our words or gifts or our full attention while we talk and have a conversation. I am committed to you, number one. That's what our wives need to hear and want to hear. I value you. I desire you. I cherish you is number four. I cherish you is number four. A wife wants to share her life with a man who cherishes her, who holds her in high regards, who's going to remember the anniversaries and the birthdays and the difficult days, and is going to treat her the right way. In Ephesians chapter five, this is certainly a biblical mindset and concept that we need to consider. Remember in Ephesians chapter five, well, Paul talks about how we should cherish our spouse. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 28. So husbands ought also to love their own wives 
as their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ also does the church. Well, that's how we should cherish our spouse. Our wives want to know that we belong to them and that they belong to us. What does our what do our wives want to hear from us? Number five, well, they need to hear these words, I love you. Of course, we need to say these words as men, and yet sometimes that's a hard thing to say for a man. I love you. But these are words that we need to communicate. Love is something that men are to have. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 25, it says, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. In verse number 28, so husbands ought also to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself. And then in verse number 33, nevertheless, each individual among you also is to love his own wife even as himself. Maybe sometimes the reason why we don't love our wives is because we don't really love ourselves. Well, the man, the groom in Song of Solomon, he said, my beloved, he certainly loved this woman. And Paul says that we ought to love our wives. And so this is what our wives want to hear and need to hear. But we also have to do it, and it needs to be connected with our actions. We can say, I love you, and I cherish you, and I value you, and I'm committed to you, and I desire you. But if they're not backed up with the proper action, then those words are not often going to be believed. Jesus demonstrated his love for his church. It was seen. Remember, he asked Paul or Peter in John chapter 21, do you love me? Yes. Do you love me? You know I do. Do you love me? Then tend my sheep, he said. You see, Peter had to demonstrate his love to Jesus through action. And so must we. We must do the same, which means that as we dwell with understanding with our wives, as Peter talked about in 1 Peter chapter 3, well, we have to learn how to demonstrate love to them. What is it that pleases them? What is it that makes them happy? What is it that they need from us? What does a woman or wife want to hear from her husband? I'm committed to you. I cherish you. I love you. I value you. And I desire you. That's what they need to hear. But that's not all. What about, well, what about the man? What about the husband? What does a husband want to hear from his wife? Let me give you five more suggestions. Number one, we are talking about love. So let's pick that back up. It's okay for to tell your husband, I love you. They may have a hard time receiving that, but I think most men really want to hear this idea that I love you, that their wives love them. In Titus chapter two, the Bible says, older women in verse three, likewise are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips, nor enslaved to much wine, teaching what is good so that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children. That's what a man needs to hear from his wife. Number two, what a husband wants to hear from his wife is that I'm proud of you. Aaron Donald, when he won the NFC Championship game, the defensive back for the Los Angeles Rams, and they just won the Super Bowl, when he ran out into the field or after the game, his wife ran out into the field. I was reading an article and she screamed, I am so proud of you. That's what men need to hear from their wives, that they're proud of them. It feels good when a man knows that his wife is proud of him. And hearing it actually goes a long way. 
Tell your husband today and tomorrow and this week that you're proud of him. And be specific, be detailed that you're proud of his work ethic or his cooking skills or his handling of the finances or even his his body, right? Uh, you know, how he's taking care of himself. Song of Solomon chapter 5, verses 10 through 14, the woman, she described her grooms or her husband, and she talked about his body and how uh, certainly attractive she was to his body. That's okay. Share that with your husband. There's nothing wrong with that. Be proud of his strength. Be proud of who he is and tell him. What a husband wants to hear from his wife, number three, I want you. Yeah, I said it. I want you. A man wants to know that his wife wants him physically. In the sexual relationship, there should be this desire, and a man loves to hear that his wife wants him. In the dream sequence in Song of Solomon chapter 3, it says, "On On my bed, night after night, I sought him whom my soul loves. I sought him but did not find him. I must arise now and go about the city in the streets and in the squares. I must seek him whom my soul loves. I sought him but did not find him. The watchmen who make the rounds in the city found me, and I said, Have you seen him whom my soul loves? She wanted her husband, and no doubt she wanted her husband to be with him in his presence and also physically. Expressing to your husband that you desire him sexually and want him is a good thing. I believe that's a good thing. And I think most men would say that that's a good thing as well. And who better to say and to demonstrate that passion and desire than the wife? The wife needs to demonstrate this and say this to her husband. In Hebrews 13 and verse number four, the Bible says, Marriage is to be held in honor among all, and the marriage bed is to be undefiled. For fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. The sexual relationship, the sexual union in marriage, it's a great thing. And there's nothing wrong or sinful talking about this desire or wanting your husband in that manner, which means that you need to invest in the sexual relationship, that there should be communication with respect to the sexual relationship. And husbands and wives should enjoy the sexual relationship with one another. That's what a husband wants to hear from his wife. I'm proud of you. I want you. And I love you. And number four, he needs to hear, I need blank from you, okay? (laughs) I need blank from you. Uh, A preacher friend told me that someone else had described men as waffles and women as spaghetti. You know, the waffles have all the little boxes, and that's what men do. We compartmentalize everything. But spaghetti, you can't just eat one piece by itself. Everything is kind of interconnected and woven through. And that's how men and women are different, right? We think differently. We act differently. And so when it comes to communication, it's important that the woman communicates clearly to her husband. Hints typically do not work for men because we're just slow. We don't always pick up on it. And so what we need from you, we need a lot of direction. You need to tell him what you need. And believe it or not, most men will thank you because we're not the best at communicating, And this goes back to 1 Peter 3 and verse 7, where we have to understand our wives. And you can play a very vital role. You can help us with this by speaking clearly. If you're struggling with something, you need to communicate that clearly to your husband. And hopefully your husband does pick up on things over time. If you're challenged with something, you need to communicate that with your husband. 
And this is a way that you can use this language of love, of communication, and helping your husband so that he can help you wherever you may be. What a husband wants to hear from his wife, I'm proud of you, I love you, I want you, I need blank from you. And then finally, I believe in you. As the head of the family and leader of the house, it is critical that husbands know that their wives believe in them. And I think this would fall into Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 33. As Paul spoke about the marital relationship in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 33, nevertheless, he says, each individual among you also is to love his own wife even as himself, and the wife must see to it that she respects her husband. Well, one way that you can do that is believing in him. And I think that would fall into this category here. What men desire is their wife's support. And hearing these words will give your man great confidence. And be detailed, of what again, when you say that you believe in him and that he has what it takes to be a father or that he has what it takes to overcome temptations or being the servant of God that he is supposed to be. But he needs to know that you believe in him. That is a blessing. And that is what a, a man, a husband wants and needs to hear. Words are powerful. Remember the text back in Proverbs chapter 18 and verse number 21, where the Bible says in Proverbs 18 and verse number 21, that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 18 and verse 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. Then in the very next verse, it says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. You want to be good and you want to be a blessing to your husband? Tell him that you love him. Tell him that you're proud of him. Tell him that you want him. Tell him, I need this from you. Tell him, I believe in you. And watch how there can be great peace and contentment in the home when both husband and wives do this. Now, you may disagree with everything I've just said. That's okay. It won't be the first time or the last time, right? You may say, well, no, there's 10 things that a man needs to hear. There are 10 things that a woman needs to hear. Hey, listen, that's okay. Please email me, text me or whatever, and let me know some other things that a husband wants to hear and what a wife needs to hear. But all of these things are uplifting and encouraging in nature. What's not okay, though, is speaking badly about our spouse, treating them badly, not investing in our marriage, putting them down, always threatening with divorce, not giving in our all, being committed to our jobs and everybody else, but not being committed to our spouse and allowing other people to give compliments that we should be giving to our spouses every single day. That ain't okay. The language of love in our words can change improve, stabilize, increase, grow the marital relationship. But the choice is ours. So what language will you use today on Valentine's Day? But not just today, but the other 364 days of the year. What if you turn to God and his word to find out what that language should be? It will make all the difference. Take care and God bless.
Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. If you are in the need or looking for more motivation in your life, feel free to check out my website, benjaminlee.blog, where you can find hundreds of encouraging motivational blog posts on a variety of subjects. You can find all of my books, which can also be found on amazon.com and other podcast interviews with a variety of people. I hope this helps. Please leave me a rating and a review. I can do and so can you. Take care and God bless. Thank you.